Ladies and gentlemen, for the 486th time, it is the Mason and French show featuring El Jupo. Hello. As well as the Black Hand of Mike. Yeah. As well as Vincent. I'm back, baby. Me, I'm Mason, <laughs> a.k.a. Mahoney. Welcome to the Mason and French show. Uh-huh. What's happening, y'all? What's going on? <sighs> we live in the dream. Welcome to our Thursday episode. I hope you've had a decent week. Sorry about the technical snafus at the end of the last episode, but we are constantly learning and growing and trying to get ourselves better at the bullshit that we do. Just like all of y'all out there are doing. I have faith in all of you that you are doing something to better yourselves. This is our uh, portion where we try to encourage people in the world to do better. Yeah, yeah little bits by little bits, ladies and gentlemen. That's what this I is like always saying. like the shortest segment, though. The ep- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then we move on to strippers and vagina. <laughs> it's I always mean, like that quick sort of. <laughs> it, it, it comes out of left field a lot. Yeah, you know, I just did the yeah. head math and fucking. The, I was thinking that the 500 episode will be right around the time we're gonna get the boy on. Yeah. Oh but shit. But I don't Junior. think it's gonna work out right because this looks like it's about the fifth of December. It's all so good, man. 500. I don't trust your math, but yeah, and, I think it is early December. And then, yeah, and then I think Christmas break probably ain't gonna be till 20th, some shit like that. Yeah, around there. Third week of December. Okay. Yeah. See, it's see, the Jew, the Jew unit has a has a child that is gonna be 18 soon. And we've Special been guest appearance. we've been planning to bring him on the show. Plus, like I think he listens, and I've been trying to encourage him because Mike is always trying to start fights with the kids, I saying I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you and listening. shit. <laughs> so I've been trying to encourage the child through the podcast here. Like, listen up, Junior. If you're out there listening, next time you see Mike, you got to punch him in the fucking face. I'm gonna tell you what this boy is gonna do. He's gonna be like fucking the Godfather, right? With all everybody, all my nieces and nephews. He's gonna be like the Godfather sitting at a table. He's gonna bring all of them to him. Come here, let me talk to you, little. Uh, you think that's quick. what it's gonna be? He's gonna be like, he's gonna be like. Uh-huh. So Mike has to so this is what has to meet do. us somewhere. So what we're gonna, gonna get this motherfucker right here is what we're gonna do, <laughs> and we gonna get Uncle Lop. Y'all with me? Yeah, like they, <laughs> and Jew's, right. the Jews gonna lead all of the other children ah, to yeah. beating the shit out of Mike I'm one day. Yeah, I'm like, y'all, no, y'all go this way. <laughs> Uh, wait a minute, so you gonna guide him? You son of a bitch. That's what I want. Like I told him <laughs> a, a couple episodes ago, I told him how to do it. No, hit you in the no, face. I'm gonna let him if they have this any issues. Here. If they have any issues, I was just gonna guide him all through it. He's gonna treat me like fucking Fredo did fucking Michael. You no, know what I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna do you I'm not gonna do you uh, no no worse than on the on the fence. All right. Ain't <laughs> 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 over no, no worse than that. I'm like I said, if the kids have issues, I'm gonna say, I, if it was me, I would go this way. And then I will go the other way about my merry way, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but still, it's going to be around the corner to where the ass whippers get right to just like see what's going on. What you're saying is that you're essentially going to encourage these children to beat Mike's ass. I might middleman them. If they already working out the plan and then they fucking hit a hump, you know what I'm saying? If they don't really know what to do from then, you know, so you're going to act as a consultant. <laughs> yeah. I would just say, if it was me, I would go this way, or you know what I'm saying? I would right. do this, and then I'll go the opposite way. And see, I see all this happening. He's right. He's, he's calling it accurate. Well, I I, I'm sitting here encouraging this shit to happen, but at the same time, I'm like risking the loss of one of my primary characters on my oh, podcast. No, no, they're not going to fuck me up that bad. See, he don't believe it, man, because I know that Junior's out there listening, and he's like, yeah, I hear Uncle Lop up there talking all that oh, shit. Oh, he's doing 
push up like, right now, listening. Ain't nobody gonna hit. Like he ain't gonna get hit. Like listen up, Junior. You better hit Mike the next time you see him. You better hit him hard because the boy's big. You know, he's like at least as tall as a Jew, but he got he probably got forty he pounds got size on him. Yeah, he got a little the weight. Boy is thick, yeah. man. He he can fuck him up. And he playing out of tiger in the basement right see, now. He don't believe in himself, and that's what this show is about. Trying to talk to Junior and his child into believing himself that he can whoop Mike's ass, and and when he does so, we're gonna take him to the strip club as a reward. Love yeah. you guys, Sizzle. So does Jew Unit's son have a nick? Is he like a Jew something else too? Or is he just like, a, is there a nickname for him? No, no, the boy. no he's not. He went by the boy. He's, he's been called the yeah, boy the as boy. long as I can remember. No, Jew Unit Jr. Oh, no, nah, he got no. one of those. <laughs> the younger one, the younger one is the real technical junior because he really, uh, he's yeah. 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 He, that's the one that's going to really, you're going to get fucked up by him because you know what? After they fuck me up, he's going to break off the pack and fuck you up. That's when he's going to get his chance. I mean, even like like my best friend, his name is Ron Austin Jr. I always wonder about the juniors. Like, it's like, there's a lot of motherfucking names out there, you know? You just you, you, ch- you just slap Junior on the end of it. And I'm just curious to know, like, what, what is the process behind that? I mean... Yeah, why do you decide to name your child after yourself? Yeah, what is... I mean, you know... No. I think it's a lack of creativity. People are like, and my name's Alfred Alfred I think Alfonso. I could be the third. He could be the junior. I could be the third. You you would like to be a third? I mean, Just that's the only thing it. I'd be acceptable with. Not no junior. I could be the third, though. Like Thurston. Like, saying it. like Thurston yeah, Howell the third. Cool. Or the fifth. <laughs> fifth. I could be that. I'm the fifth, motherfucker. Uh-huh. See, I could be that. <laughs> so I could be the fifth. That's fun. That's good time. Yeah, that'd be cool. No, that's fire. But that goes back a long way, man. That's a lot of lack of creativity in your family's history. You know There's a lot of shit going on, man. Like, yeah, this is Maybe the they're fifth. real old. Maybe, cause, and they started that shit. You know? Maybe it's just basic narcissism to name your children juniors. Like, man, I'm so cool. Unless you got a cool ass me. name. Maybe. You got a slick I mean, ass you name. Just- you could just make a sound, and that could be a name. You know, it could be like whatever. Like Elon Musk's kid. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I don't even know if that's a sound. I think that's like a math problem. It's like a computer uh, identification. Or yeah, he has a theorem for a name. Yeah, it's a computer identification. Nobody knows. Oh wow. Yeah, like call that motherfucker's name in college. You know what I'm saying? Walk across the stage. It sounds going to be like a what's that motherfucker robot? B eighty eight R two D two all. No, you're thinking of uh, Johnny number five, man. J five. Oh, J five. Yeah. Short circuit. Yeah, bruh. Short that circuit. That was my J five. God damn. I'm alive. You know, you know that actor was not uh, was not Indian, right? You know he was yeah. a white dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe it. Is that cultural appropriation? <laughs> but man, you know, it's. I, I tell you what, it's really funny, right? Like when I when I when I first started out in Hollywood about ten years ago, I was. <laughs> For three roles, okay, it was terrorist, cab driver, or terrorist cab driver. Okay, that was it. That was it. That was it. That's what they're gonna do to you. That's what they're gonna do to you. And you know, at, at first, you know, it's it's one of those things where you're like, okay, well, let me like let me try to be an actor and put on. It was, but that was bullshit, right? It, it wasn't that. And yeah. That's not what it was because you were doing some of that shit on like you know. CSI, right? That's not. It's not. That's just a thing that they, they they use to sell Wheaties to people in the Midwest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it you know what I'm saying? And, and like, so, and and I will say from from that point on to now, it's like the industry has really changed, and it, it's changed quick. I mean, I'm I'm very surprised that like someone like me, like my last role, I played a cop, right? On on that show Bull on, uh, okay. on my, yeah, yeah. I and saw you. I checked you out on that. Yeah, you the man, yeah, bro. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You look like a real deal cop. Like you could just kick somebody in the head and shit. You know? Yeah. That dude. Did you hear about that dude? That the main actor on that show? Uh, th- the main actor on that show. Get this, get this. The main actor on that show. He got sued. Okay. He got sued by one of the actresses who said that there was some sort of harassment, some sexual harassment going on. You know what CBS did? CBS paid the actor $20 million to go away. $20 million! Because that's how much this this show, Bull, that's how much money it fucking brings in because people all across America, especially the Midwest, love this fucking show. Like that. They paid the actor $20 million. Okay, for a TV show, just so they can keep Bull on the air. Just like, to drop it. Now, how, how egregious was his um, uh, uh, incursion of inappropriateness? Was he I, grabbing I mean, her by the pussy, or did he just, like, wink at her or something? I mean, really, it was about, he had Mason, you know, and don't don't quote me on this. Here we go, right? I started saying some stuff online, too. Oh, that's bullshit. But what, what don't, so don't quote me on exactly what happened. But basically, he was making advances towards her, and then when those advances, uh, when they didn't work, he started to make lewd comments uh, around her on set in the writing, all these things, and it even got her. She she basically had a role that was going to be, you know, like a it's called a series a series regular role, which means that she's on the series as a regular, right? Right, right, right. And that that got cut short because of his sort of, you know, she wouldn't do what he wanted what he what he wanted her to do, and then that when she got kicked off the show, she sued, saying this is fucking bullshit, you know. He came on and he asked that no. Next thing you know, I get kicked off the show. What the fuck? So she sued. And CBS protected him and paid her $20 million. Well, they protected their property, right? They protected their show. It's not so much about him. It's about the show and the money being made there. 100%, man. And that that, that shit happens all the time, bro. I mean, Trump does that shit every fucking day. He's paying someone to not, you know what I mean, every day. That's what big big power is for everybody. They're like, yeah, I'm going to do what money. I want and pay the motherfuckers off that don't like it. How mm. much do I got to pay out of pocket? Okay, cool. There's no yeah. problem. Here you go. No I biggie. Get, I got that. Can I do that? That's a tax write-off, right? Well, but that's part of the okay. problem with having uh, corporations uh, be individuals. Like, oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. there's a lot of stuff to be to be bitter and upset about. And none of it has to do with, like, this side or the other. It's nah. all just like, this is the system. Uh-huh. And the system is, is big and, and big and fucked. How it's designed. Well, I and I, I think... I don't care. I think the whole, even racism, in my opinion, is, of course, racism is there, and of course, prejudice is there, and of course, sexism is there. All these things are there, but honestly, what it really comes down to, what's always been about since the beginning of time, is rich versus poor. Always been about that. That's what say. It's all about the money. Rich versus poor at every level. And there are just layers on top of it, but when you look at it, even we're talking about the Civil War in, uh, in, in the last episode, you know, most people don't know that, like, Regular white people back in the South, they didn't own slaves. Yeah, most most did not. Absolutely. They did not own slaves. Like, that's a misconception. The people who owned slaves were the 1%. Right, the and they were the ones. They were the ones that were um, pulling the strings, making all that shit happen. And they were the ones that people like in New York. What gangs in New York is about is a riot that occurred when they were trying to draft more people into the Civil War. That's what yep. that said as a backdrop. Uh, you know, it's 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 its own thing. But the backdrop riot at the end is is about the Civil War. It's one of the largest periods of unrest in in American history, and like that's all about poor people not wanting to do the bidding of the large hand that controls the whoever it's always been the haves and have nots 
Yeah. Well, but and you know what they do? They they divide us out. They say, oh well, you're black and you're white and you're Indian yeah. and you're gay and you're straight and you guys shouldn't yeah. get along because you're of those things. Christian and Muslim and all this other right. stuff. Right. And then we sit here as a people that we are divided and we're easily conquered because we won't stand up for people that don't look like us. Liberal, conservative. It's it's a constant. And the more they can divide, the more and more you can control. Well, the more the sheepish. The more. Uh, um, Groups you can divide someone off into, then the more angles you have to to make them feel accosted. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 always like right, like I, I feel like, well, what do you do? Like, okay, on like a daily, like you could talk about this stuff, but then like tomorrow you got to go to work and you got to do your you buy like so like what what can you do on, on like a daily basis, right, to, to like talk about this stuff and and can you make a change? Can you make an impact you yourself and and. And honestly, it's about policy, right? Like, you know, if you want to save the oceans, you can go ahead and not use straws, but you're better off spending that time and energy trying to affect policy because policy determines all that shit. Like, people think about global warming. It's not because of the average person consuming too much plastic. It's about these people at the top Mm -hmm. who are emitting... I mean, they're the people who... Are the one percent of the world again? Oh, you know wow. what I'm saying? Like, right, but but they're also the ones that create like the taglines of global warming and create people that are say global warming is not real and people that say global warming is is a hundred percent. When like climate change always changes. I mean, look at the ice age. Look at us now. All kinds mm-hmm. of stuff occurs with the climate and changes. What we need to do is is find ways to like work cleaner. Like always, we should always be striving to find ways to better, but we also need to keep in mind the economic viability of that. So there's like a balancing act there that is uh, not really um, respected when you make it all about us versus them. Like, well, they believe or they don't, you know what I mean? And then it's then it's just another divide And when it's like, of course we shouldn't have fucking oil getting poured down drains and shit, you know what I mean? Like, of course we should have drinking water that's clean. Like, like why, why would we make, why do we have to, like, always find ways as a people to, like, divide it up and be fighting about it when it's like we all pretty much want the same thing we don't want to walk out and have broken glass everywhere you know what i mean we want to have clean streets and, and places where we can do th- do our things so like you say the policy is the problem and, and everybody wants to make it about this president or that president when we've got no term limits in congress and they're the ones that make the laws that are fucked up yeah because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like i've never liked a president but I've always hated people that are in Congress way more than 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 any president because they're just the executor trying to put the shit in play and be some sort of figurehead. They're like, the face for it. Congress are the ones that are making it so that like marijuana is not off schedule yeah, one. They're, they're the shadows. It. You know what I mean? They're the ones that like are not doing things that can that can help us and throwing gear, uh, you know, things in to grind up the gears of of accomplishment at all times everybody because it's always this us versus them like well we can't we can't let the democratic thing slide because we're republicans so we're gonna have to fight that and we can't let the republican thing slide because we're democrats but so the we have funny to fight thing that. is all them fuckers are getting paid crazy loot off these lobbyists absolutely right, the, pocket. the lobbyists mm-hmm. control it all and you that's like broke. i was talking about with privatized prisons you can have a private mm-hmm. prison that you're legally owning slaves and you can be sending lobbyists to congress mm-hmm. to lobby for laws that keep your prisons full yeah, like I want to build a bigger private one that we can house more individuals to get this X amount of money. Here. Well, no, it's it's about well, I want these laws that keep my prison full yeah. and laws like the war on drugs and things like that. And th- this is why people don't trust the government because we know that all a lot of laws are are bullshit and they're being used to like 
make money on us and not not protect us. Like that's what cops are supposed to protect and serve, right? But they pull people over and try to get them for this violation or that violation because they want to get you into the system. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to have you be on probation. They want to have you violate probation. They want to charge you more money. They want to get. There's a whole industry based on uh, criminalizing everyday things that people should be allowed to do. I mean, that's why I left Virginia, bro. I was. I remember, you remember that one yeah, point? I got out of the Commonwealth. Yeah, I was, I was getting arrested like every six months for some dumb shit. And I'm like... <laughs> Vinny is the guy that I know that was being arrested on, on the NBC Nightly News and his parents saw him get arrested. <laughs> no, I was, you know, the beautiful thing about college is when UMD won the national championship. Y'all remember that shit? Mm-hmm. Was it yep. 2001? UMD won the national championship and there was riots in College Park and me and my boy went up there and long story short my brother was drunk okay and we obviously look alike because we're indian not <laughs> <laughs> it's we cuz really you're brothers it's not cuz you're indian it's cuz you're literally related by blood <laughs> not the white people yeah you know what I'm saying? Let's just, let's just call it spade and spade. It's all good. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Confusing, right? <laughs> 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 you know, we have a different complexion. We come from a different plane. It's harder to, you know, the plane. It's like, you know, when, when it's like my name, Gerjove. I don't use it because when white people see uh, order, uh, letters ordered in a specific way that they're not used to, they just don't try. but but you know when you explain to me like going back to like how do we impact the world for better like when uh when we were young and and you had that that weird name and you explained to me how to say it i i remember how to say it like you're gurjot and your brother's moonjot and you guys are like like go by the names you go by Vinny being you and and I understand why, but that's part of why I like calling you Vincent because it's really yeah, yeah, yeah. not your name at all. Like, yeah, yeah, it's true. But but you, I mean, look, you're the. Ex- I mean, you know, I'm look, the exception. Maybe, I'm the exception of white I, people. <laughs> I mean, look, and it, it, it's just about it, it's it, you know this. It goes back to uh, look. I grew up. Mason knows I grew up in the South. I used to wear a turban in the South in Virginia. Yeah. Okay. And I, so first of all, people thought I was Mexican, and then they thought I had like a do rag, and no, no one people knew <laughs> about what I was. Ask Mason. I used to wear a turban. I was growing up in Charlotte, Virginia. Oh you know? shit, that's a good one there. Yeah, he used to he used to have the because uh, I guess you had the long hair underneath the uh, yeah. the big wrap with the ball on the top of it. And yeah. what do you seek? Is that what your yeah. religion would be? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. I mean, I, I cut my hair. I cut my hair in ninth grade. I mean, it was just, it was really tough, and and you know, it was, it was really interesting to go from that, and then I cut my hair. And I moved to a new town, and I was like, I became like homecoming king because I talk a lot, you know, and yeah. I never shut up, whatever. And so, what it was cool to see is that I was, I've been on both ends of the spectrum. I've been, I've been the pick, you know, they used to call me condom head. Like, literally, when I was like, <laughs> damn. Yeah, yeah that's head. funny, because it did look like a rubber on top of your head, bro. Like, it did. You know, I can't deny I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, look. And, you know, oh, shit, condom head, condom head. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I had no idea what a condom was. I was like, oh, yeah, condom head. <laughs> oh, shit, you right. We riding with it. 
Uh, yeah, I, but like you know, and and then I cut my hair and I went to this I went to this new school, and so it was kind of cool because like because I was popular at that new school, I looked out for the kids that got picked on. Yeah, because yeah. I, like there was I remember there's one group of kids that, that were always getting picked on, and I was a senior and I was like one of the cool kids, so I went I sat at their table and instantly it just changed, and not because of anything besides the fact that like and that's what I was talking about about empathy, like the yeah. thing. The, the thing people lack is empathy, and empathy is understanding that, like, if I was in their shoes, I would be doing the exact same thing. I don't care if you're a crackhead to, a, I mean, a billionaire, you'll be doing the exact, exact same thing. It's just that's what empathy is, you know? Right. It's like it's like uh, being able to look at people and and not just like judge them in a harsh, negative way. It's being able to look at them and judge them in a in a human way. Like, oh well, you know, I don't know how you got here, but if I was doing what you're doing and and i perceive whoever i'm looking at as needing help like i would want to help like hey can i help you you know like doing like just random kind things i think is like a good way to just sort of try to put some positivity into the world like years ago i was walking to a pizza place and there was a bunch of ice on the ground right i almost busted my ass so i'm coming out with my pizza five minutes later there's a lady about to walk across this ice where i busted my ass i say hey lady watch out there's a bunch of ice there and she was like, oh, shit, help me. You know, and I went over and I helped her. I had never seen that lady before. I had never seen her since. But, like, I felt a lot better about not letting her fall and bust her ass, even though a part of me would have wanted to laugh at her. You know what I mean? But a bigger part of me wanted to, like, not see this random older lady, like, fall Hurt. the fuck down and bust her ass up. That would have just, it's not cool. Like, you know, just be nice. Don't be a dick. Like, the Church of Mason, Vinny, is, is a church that I'm wanting to start. And I've, through the show, been promoting the only only thing that's required is don't be a dick like don't be that's it, that's it. right but, but like yeah that, i mean like if you think about like the simplest philosophy i don't know if y'all there's a there's a, a part of buddhism called Taoism. if you mm. ever if there's ever anything that i encourage you to read just read that read anything about that because it's not a it's not a religion it basically is saying what you're talking about it's just like be compassionate be kind but don't wait to do it You'll find opportunities in your life. Yeah. And it's not about changing the world by like revolting. There's a time and place for that, but it's about where can I find points in my life in my day to just connect with people. That's all people fucking want, man. It's just they want to connect. That's all they want. Right. You know? Right. We all just want to understand the people around us and not be in constant consternation. And that's what we're trying to do here, man. We're trying to understand each other's idiocies and, and be nice to each other. I mean, Encourage yeah. each other to not be stupid. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 like look at you three. You know, it's like you all, you all get together and you, and you do this thing. Why? Right? Like, what's the, like, there's Fair. no necessity to be true, but why? But there's, right, like you said, Mike, it's, it's, there's, right? The therapy, it's, it's connection. Therapy, right? it's fun, it's camaraderie, it's a giant think tank, man. It's a, it's a rickety ship is what it is, bruh. It's exactly that. It's a rickety shit. We going from here to there and just riding with it. The yeah, with, life. with no plan. It it's a it's a plan free get together and try and enjoy ourselves and, and have a good conversation. Yep. And then do some idiotic shit every once in a while. Well, that's just bound to happen. Like, oh, yeah. like so many people like, uh, like they're like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast about you know Star Trek, or I'm going to do a podcast about like uh, you know feminism or whatever. And I feel so like I feel like that's a limitation 
Like, I don't want this podcast to have any limitation. Like, if I have a feminist on here and she wants to talk about feminist stuff, like, I'm going to talk to her about feminist stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, like, limit my podcast and be like, oh, look, bitch, we're only talking about Star Trek. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not happening. You know, like, I, 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 I love that people are doing things out there, but I feel like um, they're trying to specialize a lot of the times. And there are certainly spots for that where like murder podcasts are huge people love listening to all stories about murder and such but i i don't want to be constrained i don't want to be like oh well that's an out-of-bounds topic we can't talk about that on my podcast like, yeah be I open to it all right. open-mindedness right i don't want there ever be something that's like beyond the scope of like well we can have a conversation about that i mean except for too much of a criminal activity that any one of us may or may not have uh, participated in at any given time as long as it's still within a statute of limitations and such boom you hear that ladies and gentlemen that was like a disclaimer uh-huh <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah that's right we could talk about the that guy at the end of car commercial <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah dude i'm trying to get my voice over on baby oh man yeah. i know we talked about that in the past. i know it's that's funny Yo, there, there's no fucking money in voiceover, bro. <laughs> yeah, there's no money. I mean, like, you know, even, you know, uh, talking about the shifting nature of, of even Pahali with the business, man. Like, you know, you, you think about it, right? Like, people talk about, oh, man, like, you know, I'm watching streaming now. Fuck this. Fuck commercials. And, and it's like, yo, it's true. But you forget uh, how much that stuff uh, propped up an in industry. You know, like, for uh. instance... Um, I've done like, so I did a, a, a bunch of national commercials. I did one with like Tina Fey. I did one. I got one running right now for Outback Steakhouse. I got one for like a couple different ones. And you know, I've, I've been pretty successful at that, but those are, those are very few and far between now, right? Because yeah. people are watching stuff on YouTube. People are watching stuff on stream and I'm, I'm one of those people. But like, if you look at the shifting nature of the industry, like someone like a TV show, right? A TV show now, the average, average series lasts at the max four years at the max okay the average tv show lasts two years yeah. two years the the way that you make real money on a tv show is not from it lasting two years it's from it getting it's syndication yeah mm-hmm. you know, and and so now like it's seinfeld like, exactly so it's not just about the creators of the tv show it's about the actors right it's about residuals you see what i'm saying yeah so those residuals are still coming in for those. Not it's not just about Jerry. It's about the other side actors. They're still getting those checks, and, and that's really that's not there anymore. So like the business is about making your own content and 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 using that to you know get a voice. Because if not, the margins are so slim in uh, traditional the, the traditional method. You know. Right, and that's why like I love this rickety ship that we're on because I mean I'd been investing in this thing for years. I'm using a 15 year old computer right now to record this, and I, I, you know, I spent 500 on a on a software that I've gotten almost 500 episodes out of. So that's like damn near a dollar an episode. Like I'm doing pretty good on that. Um, yeah. And it's mm. it's it's a, but it's an interesting thing like what you're saying about how the the commercialization is going away as far as being able to fund product and so there's a lot more uh, opportunity and space for uh, those of us that are guerrilla style out here like getting shit done on a, on a shoestring budget um, and I like that that there's the opportunity for us to like have no control outside of ourselves. Um, until, of course, someone wants to purchase whatever program or uh, uh, whatever you're making, then you would have to worry about that. But if you created an entire series 
and we're able to then sell it, that would be cool, but that's not really the process, right? Like you're going to sell the concept and get the funding and then make the product. It really depends on, I mean, there's a lot of different ways uh, to go about it. So, all right, so like I can walk you all through a process for like, so like a film or TV, like pick one. Like what what are you more interested in, in understanding how it works? TV. TV, okay. So, so the way that uh, you would really get a TV show on air, right, is you first have to obviously have uh, a good concept and a, a script, and not necessarily even a script sometimes, if your concept is good enough and if you have the right connections, because I've seen people who've gotten TV shows on with a great script and no attachment, but that's, that is uh, rarity. I mean, really, attachments are the things that move a TV show. So, as in connections, as as in uh, an actor being attached to it, as a producer being attached. Oh, to I it, see. Right? Like we're working with Harrison Ford on this thing. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, really, that's what makes things go, man. Even you see all the stuff with like, but well, now there's Hulu and Netflix and all these. It's still about people. It's about that. Well, I often, I often will notice producers on random things that I'm watching, and I'm like, oh, look, you know, that person that I know is a producer on this. And exactly. that's probably exactly. why the show got made, is what you're saying. Yeah. 100%. And, 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 and I'm not just talking about actors. I'm talking about producers. I'm talking about showrunners, like now showrunners. See, so back in the day, if you wrote a TV show, that was it. And you don't really direct it. But now people are, are you know, Vince Gilligan came in and did the writer-director thing on Breaking Bad, and that kind of changed the game, right? So now... You know, the guys who did Stranger Things, right? Writer-directors, right? So that, that was kind of the now the way people, if you write your own content and you're good enough and you have some, some free cred, they'll let, you, they'll, they'll let you make it. But here's the thing. When you start out and you have nothing to show, it's very difficult to get people to let you make it yourself. Even if, it, even if the script is great, they'll buy it from you and tell you to go away, Right. Because right, right. everyone wants to, they want the concept and they want you to fucking go away. You see what I'm saying? So if Mason and Friends was sold to iHeartRadio tomorrow, you know, most likely what they would do is they'd say, great, well, here's what you want to do with it. And if y'all said, well, no, we don't want to do that, then maybe they wouldn't give you a deal. But if they liked the premise, they would just say, okay, we're going to buy the concept. You, you fucks go away. We'll put someone else in there to do the same thing because it's, it's a product. You see what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Yeah. That, that's how it works. That's how it works in the TV business. So that's why it's, it's like Wayne's World. Like that's that's not Wayne's basement, but that's Wayne's basement. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that part. Yeah, um, you know it's so and and so and then you eventually would go and, and you would and you would either shoot the thing yourself and then sell it to a to a uh, Netflix or Hulu or. They would come on and they would do a straight to series order, which is happening a lot nowadays. Where people just they just they'll just buy the entire first season. Back in the day, what happens and this will happen at like the network, CBS, ABC, those people. You shoot the pilot, and then based on the pilot, they tell you if they want the rest of the series or not. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But now, now they're giving people straight to series order, so it's it's a wild, wild west, man. I mean, it's 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 people are trying to figure out how it's going to land, and then Apple's coming in. You know, they're spending so much ridiculous money on yeah, with shit. that Apple TV stuff. But no one's watching it as of yet. You know, they, yeah. they don't care. They could spend money 
until the cows come home, they got so much cash, you know? Well, but you know, like, they need to have all the products, so they, they realize that they have to, like, create products before uh-huh. anybody's going to be willing to come over. Like, if, if, if they've only got seven shows, like, nobody wants to see that, but in five years, they might have 70 or 120 shows. They have just strictly then, four Apple products. Right, and TV then there's shows, then movies. there's the product value. It's sort of like nobody's going to look at the Mason and Friends show episode thirty seven and go, "Man, we need to sign these guys to a deal." But if we have six hundred shows or seven hundred shows or however many, and we've been doing it and our numbers are going up, then there's going to be a greater potentiality for someone to want to have something to do with us out there in the world. Like, it gives you the cred when you've got that. Like, I tell people I got 500 episodes coming up, and they're like, holy shit, that's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I know, you know, it's we like it, so we do yeah. it. And it's 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 easy because it's fun, and yep. we keep trying to expand it. Like, this, this Zooming and uh, Google Meeting stuff here, like, this is, I don't know how many times we've done this, six, seven times now? Yeah, like, yeah, with a few there. different people. I had a guy hit me up from, uh, from England and was like, hey, I like what y'all are doing on your show. If you want to, like, do a collaboration sometime, like, that'd be cool. If not, have a great day. And I was like, hey, you know what? Let me check this guy's shit out. And I liked him. Like, shout out to Brandon with the uh, Primal Instinct podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, everybody's, everybody's, like, encouraging in this thing. Like, I've been doing stand-up lately, and uh, right. like, people are more encouraging in that than they ever were in, like, the rap game. You know what I mean? When you go to an event and, like, get in a freestyle battle or something, three or four people are like, oh, you're good, you know? Like, and that, that's it. Nobody wants to talk to you, right? But in comedy, people are like, oh, man, I like that thing you were doing. And random people are coming up and talking to you. Like, it's... It's a lot more of an engaging community doing stand-up, I think. What's well, encouraging you come up like, all right, man, we all in this together. Come around. Well, that's the thing, right? Like in stand-up, you don't want to have a bunch of shitty acts and then like one funny guy and then a bunch of not funny motherfuckers. So like I want the people that are going up around me to be funny too. Like that's better for everyone. You know, a rising tide lifts all ships. You know what I mean? Like steel sharp at steel kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like... Plus... Does Jew Unit do comedy as well? No, he's a, he's a uh, non-motivated individual. That's why we do the show at his house. I can't. I get whiteophobic, man. I get too many white people in front of me like that. I get all claustrophobic and I can't act right. Uh-huh. I just go in a corner, my pee myself or something. You know, what I mean, I don't know. I never done it yet, but uh, I can't. Get, I think you'd be good at it, man. Yeah, I think so too. I, I probably yeah, yeah. I, I probably can't do but maybe eleven. Eleven, eleven white people in my in my. 25-foot circles, my max. I can't really do much comedy with 11 people. And you're going to have to talk to at least 100 of them at some point. Yeah, I'm going to talk to a lot comedy. more than 11 if I'm going to try to make some money. So. Right. <laughs> he knows his limitations, you know. Yeah. The Jew unit knows his limitations. Now, if I could just record some of the shit I say throughout the day and then just, like, sell tapes or something, I might I might make something happen with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's got a business plan in 1987. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah, you want to buy a tape out of the back of I'll this give truck? You, I'll give you the Walkman. Fuck, it'll come with a Walkman. <laughs> so do some vintage shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even lying when I tell you that when I when I, I lived at a motel, the Royal Inn. I was telling you about last podcast, about episode. But I, I lived in in this one room with my mom and dad when I was like in tenth grade up until I went to college, and like. My dad would. We would judge the success of our hotel by how many white people were staying there. Oh man, so, yep. I go listen. I, I shit you not. I remember it, it was like it was like a movie. I would walk and I'm like, Dad, how many? And my dad would turn and go, Beta, today we have five white people, and we all go, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Beta, did you hear? Five white people. <laughs> so that's a good day. Five white people's a good day. Yeah, it was a good day, you know. Like hell yeah, 
<laughs> Look, because he ain't lying, man. Like, he's talking about how good his hotel was doing. When I would go down there, that's what I'd be looking at. Like, you know, how many white people came in this motherfucker this weekend? So I need to know if I got the right joint. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, there's the neighbor. Goddamn neighbor firing up his vehicle. There's the Fuck neighbor. Fuck my shit. I feel like I'm in, uh, remember Hustle and Flow? When a dude's like, gotta go to the neighbor's house and be like, hey man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hope y'all can, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, be quiet for a little while because I got some things going on. Like, the Jew unit's neighbor fires up this fucking rickety Honda that he's got, and that shit is loud. Yeah, but that's the more quieter one right there. You got to know it's a little loud. It's an obnoxious thing. Like, I, I love this podcast thing, and, and but I'm, like, a real stickler for my audio quality. So whenever there's anything going on outside, it fucking annoys me. But, you know, it adds to the element of uh, reality. This is yeah. some real people shit here. It's the rickety shit, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Sometimes you get a squawk of birds, some sirens to get to going. A jaybreak every once in a while. So let, let me ask you something, Vincent. You're you're living up there in the BK. Like, has has the city imploded? Like, like I hear it from certain media sources, it is, or is it like, is it like okay? Or like like has have things changed in the last six months? And yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, you, you could say that. I mean, there's definitely been some change, you know. And and I, you know, the the first week, I would say. Uh, like that first week, March March thirteenth week, I remember it very specifically when she was really going down. Um, that weekend, like three three people died on my floor, um, and I, I, I yeah on my floor it was crazy. I, I live in uh, Flatbush, Brooklyn, so I live in basically like the Caribbean. Like I got Jamaicans, All right, I got there you go. Yeah, you know people from Saint Vincent. I mean I, everywhere, you know, my, my, like literally, um, and that that's the part of BK I'm in. And um, there are obviously a lot of older people, and, and there's obviously a lot of people like me too. But uh, the older people, us being so clustered here in uh, Brooklyn and throughout New York, it, it did hit hard. Um, and that first, the first couple of months, man, there was people dying left and right. Uh, and so there was like this exodus out of New York, but it wasn't really from Brooklyn or Queens or like. Bronx or Staten Island. It was all. It was, it was all from Manhattan, right? And that's the richest and, section, right? Right, right. And and it, it was a combination, right? So a lot of it were people going. You know what? I can still get paid a New York salary, but live in like, you know, Rhode Island, or live in you know, uh, Bumfuck, Virginia, or live wherever, and getting get paid this this New York salary. So you know, a lot of people left and wanted to build up that nest deck. So that's one thing, you know. And then it was just a lot of people who who got sick of the the isolation of just you know it was a ghost town during COVID in Manhattan and and and, and the Brooklyn and Queens and like you know it was obviously a ghost town but still people it's still very residential right like the, the part of Amman is very residential so it still it still kind of came back to life but Manhattan is you know it's it's changed for how long. Look, I don't think it's going to be changed forever, man. I mean, after 9-11, the same thing happened. And then the housing market came back and people come back. I mean, if anything, it's a great thing for New York because I feel like the development was so rampant. Like, I mean, they were building so much here and they're pricing people out of, out of, out of their homes. Mm-hmm. And, the, and that's, that's hopefully going to – that stopped for right now. We'll see if that continues. But um, I think it's a good thing overall, you know. Interesting. Very interesting. I, I like getting your perspective. I like getting perspective of people that are living in different places out yeah. there, like what they're witnessing. So that's uh, that's interesting to hear that um, 
as such because like that's where i think of it as like just super cramped like i was years ago looking at an apartment building in brooklyn and i was like doing the math trying to figure out you know because i was looking at a place that was for sale for eighty thousand bucks right and i was thinking like i could afford eighty thousand dollars for a an apartment in flatbush you know but then i looked into the taxes and i would have still been paying like 1300 a month just in taxes and i'm like i couldn't afford to do that that's insane like even if i paid 80 grand out of pocket and bought it straight up i'd still be paying so much money in taxes and i'm like do i get a hand job with that or something like that's that's crazy man like no no you do not I mean, I guess you could, but it would be extra. It's not included. Right, right. I'd have to find someone to pay them to do that. I wouldn't. I would. I would want to go down to the, the, uh, the taxation office in New York and go, "Hey, man, I'm gonna need somebody to blow me or something," because like y'all are getting enough money out of me. And I mean, I mean, and then you got to pay for your water and all that other shit too. It's not like I'm getting a bunch of free stuff out of that. Like, yeah, yeah. But I, I you know, the thing about New York is what. So, like, the pros are. If you are like, if you are looking to connect with people that are not even like better, but people, I, I say more evolved. And I don't mean that if you have more money, you're more evolved than me. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I meet people who are more evolved in aspects that I want to be more involved in, evolved yeah. in. And, 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 and like whether it's someone that has really nailed selling a TV show or whether it's someone that understands, um, you know, maybe how to act better than me, they're all right here. And like the amount of interaction you have on a given day, it's mind blowing. And so if you really love people and like understand, you want to understand what makes people tick, man, there's no better place to be in the world than a big city. I don't just mean um, New York. I mean, I was in Bombay um, now it's Mumbai. I was in, uh, right in January when the pandemic started, and like, man, y'all, you haven't seen people until you've been to India. <laughs> you haven't, yeah. you haven't, seen, you haven't seen. When you've been to India, you haven't seen. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. Let's imagine DC, right? Uh, DC sidewalk, okay? Imagine if if the entire sidewalk is full, and there's. The road is, is you, can, you can get by, but the road is maybe a third of what it is. And the rest is just filled with people doing everything from hawking goods to eating to just hanging out to fucking just to living on the street. Like, it's it's that much. It's that condensed. You know what I mean? Yeah, the denseness is the part that, like, like I feel like I would like to have, like, a spot that I could go stay in the city. And then also a spot out in the country that I could bounce back and forth between, like, because I'm, I'm very Virginia in the sense that I do like my my open space and my, you know, I could pee outside, nobody's gonna notice, kind of thing. Like, I mean, I do appreciate that, but like at the same time, I would really like, like, I, what I want is Star Trek transporter technology, where I could be like, Vinny, what are you doing tonight? And you're like, I'm gonna go to this thing. I'm like, I- I'm gonna come, I'm gonna join you. You know what I'm saying? I just like materialize next to you and then we can go hang out and then i can bounce back to wherever like i want i want full-on like ability to bounce back and forth because it, it is super appealing the the city density and interactions with people but at the same time like i find a, a large appeal in the go back and sit True. in my sit in my country ass middle of nowhere spot at, you know what i mean like so if I ever get the Netflix money, you know what I'm saying for, like then I would have both. I'd have my my country ass spot, my spot up in the city, because 
like LA and New York have great appeal in a lot of ways and if I get comedy going where I'm actually doing stand up and really into it and have like an actual routine that I can get out there and and hawk like I would love to be able to go to that sort of place and and do that but I don't know man I'm a a multi-homer at heart like I want to have multi multiple homes and shit for that but it there's a lot of appeal up there man it it looks fucking great like what you're doing is awesome man I'm really proud of you Vinny you went up there long time ago and have really gotten yourself established in the in the way that you aim to do so you know like good on you man bravo yeah congratulations brother thanks man thanks but it's it's a tough nut to crack man like uh i mean someone someone tells me now they, they want to be an actor or a writer i'll just say don't I, i'll say don't i'll say don't do it like later i regret it i'll say don't do it to their face and i'll walk away and if they call me back and say i want to do it anyways then i'll say cool here's what you do you know what i mean right. <laughs> because, because it's you know it's it's very challenging it's a very fucking challenging thing um and I, I speak of someone that, that that came into it, sort of not having any, no connection, nothing. Even if you got connections, it's fucking hard, you know. But it's a hard thing. To, it's a hard. It's a hard not to crack. And, and that's why I'm saying what y'all are doing is great. And when you marry that with commerce, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's it gets challenging. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Like I would, I would love to be making commercials for this show, huh. like getting paid to like hawk. You know, underwear companies and sex toys and, and whatever. That would be really cool, you know, like what Joe Rogan does and shit. But it would be a raging pain in the ass at the same time. Like, you'd have to make deals with these places and then deal with the, oh, you know, now, uh, you know, Coca-Cola doesn't want to work with me because that thing I said last week. As if they would ever work with me because of all the shit that I've always said. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like, that would just complicate the fuck out of things. But if I could make a living, like, if I could make at least 50K a year just doing this, like, psh- that's what I'd do. If I could make like 100 plus, psh, that's what I would do. Because well, the job I do is hard, right? But it's easy. What do you, what do you, what do, you do now? I'm a, I work in a car parts, like a parts department at a major automotive dealership in uh, Chantilly. Nice, nice. How about you, Michael and Andrew? What, what, do y'all, what do y'all do for a living? Well, I'll be in the tanker here soon, driving a tanker truck. And then uh, oh. I also have... Uh, I, just recently had my license in um, insurance, life life insurance and annuities. Nice. So we're dipping and dabbing in that, and then I'm an electrician. That's what I do. Electrical nice. work. Yeah, yeah. He he knocked a bitch up, and he been a he been a serious earning earning earner ever since. Man, the junior unit's another one we're proud of because yeah. that motherfucker makes big bucks and works nice. in a in an industry with a lot of money and is able to take care of his family and shit because of it and. You know, not that I want to give him credit for doing what he should do, <laughs> but I'm particularly proud of him because he he's such a nut job. It's interesting to see that he Basically does have the ability. Yeah, it's ability to function in society. That the nice man is see. alive is what it is. That's what he's really trying to yeah, say. Yeah, that too. That this man has made it this far in his life. Yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> At this point, everything's a plus. You know, I'm winning awesome. every day. I'm winning from here on out. Amen. There you go. There you go. Not even forty yet. But hey, look, guys, that's uh, we've just about run up against our time limit, oh, so I'm gonna have to yeah. shut the show down. But uh, Vinny, you know, it's been great having you on here. I look forward oh, to perhaps yeah, having man. you on in the future again. Um, but uh, I gotta go ahead and wrap this show up. I'm gonna hit you up later for sure. We'll we'll chat some more. But uh, cool. thanks for being a part yeah, of this, man. man. Yes, sir. This was oh, tight. man, this was great. I mean, keep doing what y'all doing, man. 
keep doing what y'all doing honestly uh it, it really just being part of it there's a lot of love and there's a lot of uh just joy i get very joyful just to talk with, with y'all three so keep doing it man Excellent. Hey, put yes, your sir, stuff man, out there, man. If you want people, yeah. To if you want to plug anything, please, by all means, like do do you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna have some stuff coming out pretty soon, so I'll, I'll have to come back on. I tell you, I'll, I'll come back on, and then we'll fucking plug you and do all that shit. All right. Please, absolutely, yeah. anytime, sure. Benny. We do this every weekend. You'd be welcome most anytime if I didn't if if I've got the space. Absolutely. So. Cool. Yeah, all right. Well, then, uh, thanks again for, for joining us. Um, if you guys are listening out there in the world, don't forget to not be an asshole. Don't be a dick. Be nice uh-huh. to people that look like you as well as people that don't look like you. Uh, a little bit by a little bit. Uplift the world. Keep trying. Believe in yourself because uh, we believe in you. We also love you very much. And, love uh, y'all. Peace be with you. Go. Peace. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to help support the show, please go to www.patreon.com slash the letter M perfect entertainment there's a link in the description of each show at the bottom if you just scroll down you'll see the imperfect patreon account link if you're an apple user please take the time to give us a five star review on the purple podcast app on your apple device this conversation can serve no purpose anymore goodbye